Our scripture reading today comes from the 10th chapter of the Gospel of Mark, beginning with the 46th verse. They came to Jericho. As he and his disciples and a large crowd were leaving Jericho, Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many sternly ordered him to be quiet, but he cried out even more loudly, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and said, Call him here. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he is calling you. So throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. Then Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, My teacher, let me see again. Jesus said to him, Go. Your faith has made you well. Immediately he regained his sight and followed him on the way. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. And let us pray as we prepare. Son of David, have mercy on me. So the sermon this morning, the title is called Voices, this joyful experiment, listening to voices other than our own. It's from Mark 10, 46 to 52. And as we know, every voice is important. Every voice matters. But we need to listen as well. So in the midst of town hall meetings this week, Addressing a concern that's very near and dear to our hearts, our mission hearts anyway in this church, is homelessness. And so I attended that meeting on Thursday night at the city hall and all voices were heard. Homeowners and people in shelters and people whose rent is going up, providers and church members and those living on the streets. The city was listening because it has an action plan. And there are plenty of town hall meetings for you all to attend as well. See the website. Uh, colorado.gov to see the help COS. So this sermon though is about is about listening also. But we're listening to this scripture text, this story, because listening is a valuable tool for survival and growth and wholeness, and not only to our own thoughts and voices, but to others who are different from us. And truthfully, I think we are all pretty different. Uniqueness is inherent in creation. There's no two flowers or snowflakes exactly alike. There's no two people alike. Yet evolution has taught us to find the likeness and identify so that we can belong and survive the elements. Most of the animal kingdom survives by finding a group that they're like and following suit. But if we truly listen, we hear the differences that make us unique. Then we are alike in our uniqueness. And in our uniqueness, we are one. Well, let's go to the biblical text. Let's hear what is actually happening. So Jesus is traveling with the disciples, with a very large crowd. And they're leaving Jericho and approaching Jerusalem. If we're reading the whole book of Mark, we know that Jesus is going towards suffering and death in Jerusalem because he has alluded to it several times. All through Mark, the disciples are clueless to the purpose of Jesus' mission. Maybe they're just too close to Jesus to hear or see what is reality. You know, that's what happens to families and couples and communities. 
Their relationships are so interwoven and complicated. It's hard to see what and hear what we don't want to see or hear. The energy of the crowd gathers and confirms that, oh, oh, oh we're, we're, we're right, and begin to drown out any other voice that might challenge our perception of reality. On the road, though, there is a blind beggar who calls out, Son of David, have mercy on me. The crowd is startled, embarrassed, kind of stopped in their tracks. Is he going to beg from Jesus? What is he doing? Quiet, Bartimaeus. Shh. They know him. They know him by name. They also know him as the blind beggar. That has become his identity as he sits on the margins of society with his cardboard sign saying, anything helps, God bless. There's something more in this man, though, than a blind beggar. The crowd can't silence him, and he yells louder, son of David, have mercy on me. The readers of Mark and those who study the Bible will notice something about this title. It's different than what the crowd is saying. The crowd calls for Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus of Nazareth is the carpenter's son, the one who's said to lead the revolution against the Romans. Bartimaeus knows there's more. Son of David, royalty, Messiah, who has been foretold. No one else calls Jesus that in the book of Mark. It is his true identity. So how does the blind beggar know Jesus better than even his disciples? He's been listening. He most likely heard about the woman with the flow of blood who touched the hem of Jesus' garment and was healed. And you'd think that Jesus wouldn't have noticed her because of all the shoving and pushing of the crowd. But he did. And he addressed her saying, your faith has made you well. And then he heard about the other blind man healed with mud made from Jesus' spit. And then he heard of the lepers being cleansed and sent on their way. But how did he know about the son of David stuff? Well, Bartimaeus' name is Semitic and Greek. Most likely he was a Jew. Raised in a Jewish household, taught the Jewish scripture. He listened in confirmation. He listened to sermons and teachings. He heard about the prophets and the writings. Maybe he didn't understand at the time, but he listened. And now it was starting to make sense. This healing rabbi fits the description. He's the Messiah. He shouts out a prayer, Son of David, have mercy on me. And the next listener is Jesus. He hears the prayer. He hears the crowds attempting to silence Bartimaeus. He hears the insight in the blind beggar's voice. Bring him to me. The crowd changes their tone from shaming to encouraging. They turn to the man and say, take heart. He's calling you. He flings off his outer garment the robe that served as protection from the elements, most likely his only possession. He won't be needing that anymore. What do you want me to do for you? Asked Jesus. 
It's the same question he asked James and John, his very own disciples. What does he need? A winning lotto ticket? Someone to take care of him? No. He wants to see again. I want to see again, he says. And Jesus responds, your faith has made you well. Whose faith? Not the faith of the church or the crowd. Not God's faith in me. No, it's, it's my faith, he's thinking, that has made me well. My feeble faith? That is as small as a mustard seed, dormant and hidden in the folds of my jacket, surrounded by the violence of Jericho and the bad news of war everywhere. It slept in my grief and despair. But the doubts that floated through his mind were just the pulse of a sleeping faith. Doubts did not kill it. Doubts kept it alive. And sometimes it's the doubts of our faith that remind us that faith even exists. Sure, he called to Jesus out because he was desperate, tired of being stuck in the margin and hushed into silence kept in his place by seemingly kind people who dropped a coin in his bowl, each pitiful glance or scornful look defining him by what was on the outside. That desperate plea emerged from the faith that there is more to life than this. And where did he get that crazy idea? Was it from the faith community when he was a kid where he felt that mysterious feeling of joy welling up? Did he belong to something bigger than himself? Or was it from a true friend who whispered in his ear, you are more than this? Had he prayed this prayer before? Son of David, have mercy on me. And now the son of David was right here, walking in the street before him. He could hear the crowd shuffling and murmurs of, there he is. And the seed of faith suddenly grew into a tree of courage to shout out his prayer. He no longer had to keep it hidden. And now Jesus himself was calling him. Him, Bartimaeus. And nothing could contain that joy. And the crowd discovers that their role is not to shame him, not to silence him, but to bring him to Jesus. Bring him to Jesus for healing. And when Jesus heals him with just a simple word, a word that Bartimaeus heard because he was listening, he could immediately see he was free to go. To go on about his life, proving to the crowd that he was more than a beggar. But guess what? He didn't go. He followed Jesus to his suffering and death in Jerusalem. For no one knows the meaning of suffering and death better than those who have suffered. So who are we at First Congregational Church in this story? We would like to see ourselves as Jesus. After all, we're the body of Christ in this world, right? And on our better days, we remind people about their faith and how it is their faith that has made them well. 
Not so much the government or the lottery or our family inheritance. And on our better days, we hear the voice on the margin and call them to the body of Christ. Sometimes, though, we the church are more like the crowd. We're shushing and shaming voices that we don't understand. And we've bought into the one big story that creates stereotypes, the same stereotypes that lead to division and violence and doesn't even describe us. But sometimes we're the crowd that learns and changes its tone to encourage the voices on the margin. Take heart, we say. Jesus is calling you. And we take them to Jesus and we witness a miracle. But today, I see us as the blind beggar. We the church. Our progressive voice seems to be in the margin. The crowds are passing by us and moving on while we sit on our corner saying, anything helps. Jesus loves you. God bless. We want to follow Jesus, but we just can't see. Our concerns of doing what's right and not hurting feelings and avoiding conflict have all blinded us. And yet we are stirred by this experience of the mystery of something we like to call God. Here he is, alive and well and walking before us. It's time we yell out in our Christian voice with its progressive accent, and we point to God among us. We risk the shaming and putting ourselves out there because there is more to life than sitting on a corner. And we recognize Jesus. Son of David, have mercy on us. He's coming to suffer and to die and to rise again. Not just to save us from our sins so that we can go out about and say, look, I'm, I'm more than just a sinner. No, he, there's this nonviolent way of how he changes everything that we perceive, ourselves, our world, our God, to show us that there is more to this existence than differences and violence. There are so many other possibilities available to us if we could listen. Listen how it is that our faith makes us well. Learn how it is our unsilenced voices leads the crowd to know Jesus for who he truly is. And if we are the blind beggar church, Jesus is asking us, what can I do for you.